Galatians 3 in the World English Bible. Foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you not to obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was openly portrayed among you as crucified. I just want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now completed in the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if it is indeed in vain? He, therefore, who supplies the Spirit to you and does miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? Even so Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Know therefore that those who are of faith are children of Abraham. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the good news beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you all the nations will be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with the faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who doesn't continue in all things that are written in the book of the law to do them. Now that no man is justified by the law before God is evident, for the righteous will live by faith. The law is not of faith but the man who does them will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brothers, speaking of human terms, though it is only a man's covenant, yet when it has been confirmed, no one makes it void or adds to it. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his offspring. He doesn't say to descendants, as of many, but as of one, to your offspring, which is Christ. Now I say this, a covenant confirmed beforehand by God in Christ, the law which came 430 years after, does not annul, so as to make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no more of promise. But God has granted it to Abraham by promise. Then why is there the law? It was added because of transgressions, until the offspring should come to whom the promise has been made. It was ordained through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator is not between one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given, which could make alive, most certainly righteousness would have been of the law. But the scripture imprisoned all things under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, confined for the faith which should afterwards be revealed. So that the law has become our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave 
nor free man. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring and heirs according to promise. Galatians chapter 4. But I say that so long as the heir is a child, he is no different from a bondservant, though he is Lord of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the day appointed by the Father. So we also, when we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental principles of the world. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent out his Son, born to a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as children. And because you are children, God sent out the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a bondservant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. However, at that time, not knowing God, you were in bondage to those who by nature are not God's. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, why do you turn back again to the weak and miserable elemental principles to which you desire to be in bondage all over again? You observe days, months, seasons and years. I'm afraid for you that I might have wasted my labour for you. I beg you, brothers, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. But you know that because of weakness in the flesh, I preached the good news to you the first time. That which was a temptation to you in my flesh, you didn't despise nor reject. But you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. What was the blessing you enjoyed? For I testify to you that, if possible, you would have plucked out your eyes and given them to me. So then, have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? They zealously seek you in no good way. No, they desire to alienate you, that you may seek them. But it is always good to be zealous in a good cause. And not only when I am present with you, my little children, of whom I am again in travail until Christ is formed in you. But I could wish to be present with you now and to change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Tell me, you that desire to be under the law, don't you listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the servant and one by the free woman. However, the son by the servant was born according to the flesh, but the son by the free woman was born through promise. These things contain an allegory, for these are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children to bondage, which is Hagar, for this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and answers to the Jerusalem that exists now, for she is in bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem that is above is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, you barren who don't bear. Break out and shout, you who don't travail. For the desolate have more children than her who has a husband." Now we, brothers, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as then, he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit. So also it is now. However, what does the Scripture say? 
Throw out the servant and her son, for the son of the servant will not inherit with the son of the free woman. So then, brothers, we are not children of a servant, but of the free woman. Before we go to our psalm for the day, I'm just going to go outside the reading plan for a moment and go to 1 Samuel 18, again in the World English Bible. When he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And in verse 3, Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his clothing, even including his sword, his bow, and his sash. And I know that in the West it's quite hard for us to understand the importance of covenant but let's just think about some of the things that are going on here in the new covenant. Jesus said, this is the new covenant in my blood. It's a covenant between Jesus and the Father. It will not be broken. It cannot be broken. But when we drink his blood and eat his flesh, as he said and offended so many people who listened, he's talking covenant terms. We come into that covenant through Jesus, through the offspring, through the promise, and we are clothed with Christ as Jonathan put his robe around David, David was clothed with Jonathan. And we have God's sword. His bow and his sash was what Jonathan gave to David. We have God's sword. We have his armor. We have his shield. We have his helmet. We have that readiness that comes from the good news of peace. This is covenant language, folks. You are a child of promise. You are allowed to go Abba, Father, to God Almighty, who has cut covenant with Jesus so that it cannot be broken. This is a holy and an amazing thing. And you are heirs of the promise now. That means that in covenant, if I have a need or God has a need, God can call on me and go, sell everything you've got and give to the poor. But the opposite is true too. If I have a need and you have a need, we can say to our Heavenly Father, Father, I have need of bread for today. I have need of clothing. I have need of shelter. I have need of your support. And in covenant, God will give it. And let's remember that God changed Abraham's name when he entered into covenant of the covenant of promise with God. He became Abraham. God entered into the middle of Abraham's name. You have a new name in Christ that no one knows yet. It's going to be revealed as we read in the book of Revelation. But you have that now. You are in Christ. How wonderful, how marvelous, how amazing that is. And you can call upon God today to meet your needs. And he can call upon you to be a collaborator in the ministry of reconciliation. This is wonderful, wonderful stuff, folks. So let's read our psalm for the day, which is Psalm 6. For the chief musician on stringed instruments upon the eight-stringed lyre, a psalm by David. Yahweh, don't rebuke me in your anger, neither discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Yahweh, for I am faint. Yahweh, heal me, for my bones are troubled. My soul is also in great anguish, but you, Yahweh, how long? Return, Yahweh, deliver my soul, and save me for your loving kindness' sake. For in death there is no memory of you, in shale who shall give you thanks? I am weary with my groaning. Every night I flood my bed, I drench my couch with my tears. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows old because of all my adversaries. 
Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for Yahweh has heard the voice of my weeping. Yahweh has heard my supplication. Yahweh accepts my prayer. May all my enemies be ashamed and dismayed. They shall turn back. They shall be disgraced suddenly. Wow. Just to finish today with the whole idea of a double-barreled name, which is quite popular in the UK at the moment and probably around the world, that's a covenant concept. When my tribe, my family, my clan becomes attached to your clan, we become a new clan. And if you have needs, then I meet them. And if I have needs, then you meet them. And God has done that for you and me in Christ Jesus. How amazing is that? And my enemies are God's enemies. And God's enemies are my enemies. Don't mess with the one whom the Lord has chosen and appointed. You are so special today. Have a blessed day.